We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't know if you all saw that this Seattle school district is suing Meta, Facebook, Facebook Holdings, uh, the basically TikTok. Instagram, all of these social media sites in a 92-page lawsuit alleging that these social media sites are causing the decline of the mental health of our youth. And it's a pretty fascinating read. The There can just be no question that we are in a mental health crisis with our youth. And we have joining us now Leslie Ryrick, who's going to be here for most of this half hour to talk about suicide prevention. She is a suicide prevention advocate with Leslie's Hope. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Karen. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I am so happy to have you back. So just briefly tell us how you got into this, what I would call a very unfortunate situation of even being a suicide prevention advocate. Yes, well, as uh, a lot of people know my story through LinkedIn and through other platforms on uh, September 10th of 2016, which coincidentally, Karen, happens to be World Suicide Prevention and Awareness Day, we lost our only son, our 20-year-old son, Austin, to suicide. And that really set me on a path to try to help other families and figure out how we could turn these statistics around. And unfortunately, you know, especially post-pandemic, we're looking at higher youth suicide rates than ever before. So talk about, let's start with some trends and suicide statistics so that people kind of can understand what we're dealing with and how big of a crisis we are really in. I, I, I sent you a message the other day that one of my neighbor's sons died by suicide just last week, and that makes three youth in my one block neighborhood, and it's just shocking to me. I mean, just my statistic, I think, is shocking. So tell me what statistics right. you're aware of relative to suicide and our youth. Well, you know, when I talk about suicide statistics, I always put a disclaimer on this because they're always underreported. Um, I work with our county suicide prevention coalition here, and suicide gets reported through the coroner's office. So the coroner's office is able to report a death five ways, Karen. And that is suicide, homicide, accidental death, undisclosed, or natural causes. So we have to always go within the whatever we're going to quote, we know it's going to be not accurate. Um, it's going to be underreported because of stigma, because of a lot of reasons. A lot of those suicides will fall into the um, accidental or undisclosed. So, you know, the one thing I can talk about, I can quote statistics all over, Karen, um, you know, it's on the rise. The one trend that I would like to bring out, and when we're talking about social media here, very, very important, 
is the rise in early youth suicide. When I say early, I'm saying 10, 11, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. used to be shocking to hear about kids that age dying by suicide. Now it's become, I, I'm sorry to say, it's become much more common post-pandemic. And I draw that a direct correlation right back to the high use of social media and isolation. So do you feel that there has been an increase because in part of the pandemic and the isolation and schools were closed down for some period of time and students were not able to, kids were not able to interact with each other? Do you think that there is an increase and they were home maybe using their technology? What do you attribute it to? Yes, absolutely. So I'll give you some numbers here. So when we look at usage on a device, a phone, an iPad, whatever it might be, um, Kids from ages of 8 to 11 are spending over four hours a day on a, on a device. So, um, uh, and I will tell you that kids older than that, ages 12 to 18, getting more into the teen years, um, are spending seven, over seven hours a day on a device. Now, that can be, you know, a school laptop. That can be something else. But what we do know out of those numbers, Karen, is that, Kids that are spending more than seven hours a day on a device are two times more likely to be diagnosed with depression. And here's a really, if you want to hear a shocking statistic, 71% of teens are more at risk of suicide when they're spending over five hours a day on a device. So we already know that the average 12 to 18-year-old is spending over seven hours. So we wonder why our suicide rates are going up. Well, they're going up because of anxiety and depression and things like that that are creating this mental health crisis and the young brain and I, i'll be happy to send some links to you for your listeners this morning the young brain does not get fully developed until it's average 25 to 27 years old so we're giving an adult device with adult content to kids who have a very underdeveloped brain and they're very impulsive so that developmentally, they're not ready to handle that content that's coming at them. And that's why I believe we have a rise in our suicide rates. But an interesting thing, too, Karen, I want to talk about is Gen Z. Now, Gen Z is a, uh, born 1995 to 2009. So that Gen Z has really grown up with a device in their hand. You know, my daughter's in that age group. They've, they've, they've had these smartphones, you know, most of their develop, developmental years. So that what we know about Gen Z is that 65% of this group reports themselves as feeling lonely sometimes, 69% report feeling shy, and 19% report having no close friends. So 73% of heavy social media users report feeling very lonely. So I call it, we have a connection deficit disorder in our country. We're electronically connected, but we're the loneliest generation ever. We're talking to Leslie Wyrick, a suicide prevention advocate, and she is with Leslie's Hope. So talk about safe technology. Let's talk about some solutions for our parents out there. Um, talk about just safe. Let's start with safe technology. Oh, I would love to talk about safe technology. Thank you for asking. So I am a huge advocate of not giving an adolescent uh, a smartphone too early. There's just too much risk. So, so I believe, and I'm a huge advocate for um, an organization called Gab Wireless. Now, Gab Wireless is safe tech. There are many different types of safe tech, but 
but I've seen this in youth and I have seen the positive outcome versus the negative, negative outcome. I mean, we haven't even discussed cyberbullying. You know, there's all kinds of things that can go on with social media use. But when, when, you, when we research this and we ask the youth, would you be willing to hand your phone over to your parent right now at any age? These are good kids, Karen. These are kids that, you know, we're talking about marching band kids, kids on the football team, kids that you think, hey, these are good kids. 54% of these kids, over half of them say, my parents would be shocked if they could see my social media. You know, so there's a problem there. And so I believe it's really, really important not to introduce technology that's, that's really, really marketed for an adult brain to a teen who has 12, 14, 15 more years for their prefrontal cortex. You know, that's where developmentally the brains are ready for decision-making. Um, it's not ready for probably another 14, 15 years, you cannot hand them a device that was created and intended to be used by an adult and expect them to know how to handle it. And so what is the age that you think? Because I could see, you know, a 13-year-old going to school and having this Gab watch that I'm looking at the Gab, G-A-B-B, wireless.com, and thinking, you've got one of those. Like, it's just so the peer pressure to have these iPhones right. and things like that. You can imagine right. to not right. have that. You worry they'd feel even more lonely and bullied. Right, right. Well, I think one thing that's important, if you look at these, and Gab, Gab has created these to look like, you know, um, you know, Apple phone, Apple watches and iPhones and everything. But um, if you, you know, this is a personal decision for every parent, you know, once again, and I say this, Karen, I'm not a perfect parent. I had a son die by suicide. I have a daughter that struggles with mental health challenges. I'm not a perfect parent. I'm here doing what I do because I don't want any family to have to go through what we've gone through. If I had it to do all over again, I would not have allowed my kids probably to have a smartphone till I would say age 15 or 16, and it would have to be very monitored. Um, and once again, I, I, I pose this question, and I know a lot of parents are going to be probably very offended by what I'm saying here, but I pose this question to parents, what other device, what other, what other item in your house do you pay a monthly bill for every month, but you have absolutely no idea what it's being used, what it's being used for, how it's being used, where it's being used, why it's being used? You have the right to know your child's password, and you have the right to check that phone regularly. And if there's a reason they don't want to show you the phone, then that's another discussion that you need to have. Uh, we're talking to Leslie Wyrick, who is with Leslie's Hope, a suicide prevention advocate. We are going to take a quick break and come back at 919. Leslie is going to continue to join us. So let's take a quick break. It is about 915 on this Monday morning. I'm Karen Michael. And for John Reed, you're listening to News Radio WRVA. We are talking to Leslie Wyrick, who is with Leslie's Hope. And she is a suicide prevention advocate. I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed. You're listening to News Radio WRVA. Leslie, thank you for staying with us. So let's talk about some solutions for 2023 and let's put some real solutions in the hands of families out there. Uh, QPR training, the crisis text line, mm -hmm. just talk about all of that. Sure. Thanks, Karen. I, I love to talk about solutions. So let's talk about a couple things real quickly. QPR, which is actually the CPR for mental health stands for question, persuade, and refer. And we can drop a link or you can look it up on your listeners can. QPR is a basic training. It's a basic training that teaches you warning signs, what to look out for, um, how, to, how to talk to your teen, how to talk to anybody uh, that might be having suicidal ideation. 
You can take it online, a one-hour training class online for $29.95, or you can set up, you can look up a three-hour training. I prefer the in-person because I think you get more chance to, to role play and really work it out. So you can do a three-hour course also that's in-person. So QPR, the basic, basic, all parents need to at least have that one-hour QPR training. And then our big news this year, or in 2022, of course, was the rollout of the 988 number. One thing I want to remind everybody is it also has a text option and a chat option because we do know that teens prefer to text. They don't like to talk on the phone. So it does have a text option. It has a chat option. But also I want to remind everybody, you do not have to be on the brink of suicide to text or chat or call 988. If you feel like you are stuck in a mental health situation, you've got these recurring thoughts in your head, text, dial, or call that number. A trained counselor will respond in under five minutes to that call. So you just have to, on your phone, literally put 988 and just write help or something and they will respond to you. Uh huh. Yep. It can be home. It can be connect. It can be any word. Yes. And it's really a referral source. So they're going to listen to you. They're going to assess that you are not in that moment um, at risk of taking your life. Once they've, de- they've determined that, then they're going to listen to you. They're going to try to engage with you, and they're going to try to give you resources, a very non-judgmental way. Because sometimes really all we need to do is talk it out, and that can really de-escalate the situation with someone who's highly suicidal in that moment. Well, you have said many times your son who died of suicide that he made an impulsive decision that was permanent. And Correct. that's we don't want that to happen to, to of course, to anyone else. So talk about your, the lost teams and how important those are in our community. Well, I think every county, every major county needs to have a lost team. Lost stands for Local Outreach of Survivors of Suicide Loss. I was fortunate enough to be their keynote speaker at their national conference this past October. This was created by Dr. Frank Campbell back in 1998. Because what we realized was, I'm a loss survivor, which means I'm someone who has survived suicide loss in my family. But what we realized was it took four and a half years for someone like me to reach out when I needed help. And we also know, and I'm sorry for your loss in your neighborhood, Karen, but we also know that if we don't get those resources in quickly enough to a family, to an organization, that there could be contagion suicides out of that suicide So a loss team is called out with the coroner, with the first responder. They're a trained group of first responders that always have a survivor of suicide loss on that team. We stand there as kind of an installation of hope for that family to say, we have survived suicide loss. You can too. Let us get you connected with the resources you need to get through the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You can survive this. And there is a loss team in Richmond, I believe. You've reported that to me. They, I think they are forming one, but they do have a suicide survivor support group there. I know Ann Moss Rogers, who lives in the Richmond area, is very active on LinkedIn, has written books, is a national speaker. She's a great resource for that area. So you can find her on LinkedIn. And I do know they have a survivor support group. I don't believe they have a fully formed loss team. It has to be formed uh, in conjunction with your local coroner's office. So that's what we're doing. In fact, this evening I have a meeting with our coroner because we are in the process of forming our loss team right here in our county this year in 2023. Well, our General Assembly is in the process right now of, of, of 
hopefully bringing a big influx of resources for mental health. And so if any members of our General Assembly are listening now, perhaps include some lost team resources to form in Virginia. That might be helpful to add that to the budget this year. So I understand that, and I've read this, I don't know if it's true, that you can't put suicide in the mind of somebody. So you can't accidentally cause them to commit suicide or die by suicide. So by asking them, are you thinking about suicide, that that doesn't actually make them think about it all of a sudden. Is that is that true? That's a hundred that's a hundred percent true, Karen. And I'm glad we're gonna end with that. I know our time is limited. If any parents listening out there, a teacher, a coach, anyone, and you're concerned about a young person or anyone in your life, a coworker or anyone, you cannot give someone the idea of taking their life by asking them about it. But actually just the opposite. If someone's struggling and they don't think anyone's noticing their pain and their struggle, when you bring that topic up and you have to use the word, are you thinking about killing yourself? Have you thought about suicide? Opening that door up allows them to know that you've seen their pain, they can talk about it, and then you can determine what resources that person needs because sometimes that is the most life-saving conversation a parent can ever have with a child. And boy, do I wish I could go back and have that conversation with my own son. Well, I, I do think that people are afraid to have that conversation because they do think that by bringing it up, somehow the person will think, oh, well, that's a good idea. That's what I should do. And then you feel guilty that maybe you've put it into their mind, whereas the research really does show otherwise. In closing, uh, we're talking to Leslie Wyrick from Leslie's Hope, a suicide prevention advocate. You are about to go on to some college campuses in 2023 with a new certification. Talk about that. Yes, thank you so much. Well, I just became certified um, in a program called Inspiring Comfort. It's used all over the nation. It's used in, in the corporate setting. But, you know, my, my niche and I guess where my heart is is on college campuses. So I just became a certified trainer um, through Jen Mars program. She wrote a phenomenal book called Showing Up. Um, in fact, the foreword of that book was written by Dr. John Draper, who's the director of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, because here's what we know. Right now, we are a disconnected nation. We are a disconnected world. So there are skills that we can teach each other how to show up, and 80% of all people say they know and they can tell when someone's hurting, but out of that 80%, 75% of those say, but I don't know what to do. I don't have the skills. I don't have the training. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to teach these student leaders, these college campuses, here's what you do. So we're going to have that embedded into their program. So when their residential advisors or anyone can see a student struggling, they're going to know how to show up with these skills and they're going to, it's just going to become part of their culture. And that's really what we do. And we really call that, I call that the upstream approach because we've got to get these skills in place and, 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 and teach this in a way that, because comfort is something that our nation is missing right now. And we're certainly not getting it out of an electronic device, Karen. Absolutely. So some real important takeaways, safe technology for our youth, QPR training for our parents and families, and the crisis text line or call 988. Make sure, I mean, have put it in your kids' phones if they do have phones so that they have quick access to it. Absolutely. Leslie Wyrick, thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.